This episode is sponsored by Emerald Gaze. It is a cannabis accessory shop where you can get yourself grinders, socks, and even graters, the size of a credit card. Go ahead and go to Emerald Gaze. You can't roll trays without Emerald Gaze. Welcome back to the Kickback Lounge podcast. Today, we got a special guest in the building, Travis Brown, fitness coach, podcaster, yeah, all around cool ass motherfucker. What's good? What's up? What's good? What's good? And I got my co-host Max Trey off in the building. Oh, you the only? You the co-host? He co-host. You the co-host? This episode. Okay. All right. That's what's up. What's up? All right. So first off, we want to know how did you get into fitness training? The whole like, how did you get into that? Um. So like, my family like these athletes like through and through. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my two girl twin cousins were like the top basketball players okay. in the state of Missouri back when they were in high school. My older brother was a top wrestler in the mm-hmm. country from like eighth grade all the way up to his senior year in high school. Yeah, uh, And that was over, he was in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Um, and then my mom was a, a tennis player. Um, my aunts were collegiate volleyball players. Um, yeah, man, I mean, we just, we, we had a, like it was embedded in us to be athletes from like day one. And then um, my uncle Kenny was a professional bodybuilder. And mm-hmm. like my uncle Kenny was an amazing baseball player. Yeah. The problem is, is the position he played for, he was part of the St. Louis Cardinals organization mm-hmm. and he was never going to see the light of day yeah. because he was a shortstop. Okay. And he was in the 80s. Too so. heavy? No. You got Ozzy Smith playing yeah, in front of that's you. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, you, ain't, you ain't never yeah. playing. Like, so he stayed in the uh, AAA and, uh, circuits and stuff for a very, very long time. Mm-hmm. But while he was on his offseason, he would compete all over the world in bodybuilding competitions. Yeah. So when I was about 12 years old, he, would, he started telling me, like, I, I decided this one summer to stay at my grandma's house. And he told me, like, all right, every single Saturday, I'm going to come pick you up. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna take you to my gym and you're gonna work out with me. Oh yeah. And so I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. And but then motherfucker didn't tell me like it was gonna be like seven o'clock in the morning. Right. And you know, and I'm like, man, it's you know, I'm twelve years old, dude. I'm like, man, it's Saturday, man. I was like, I got things to do in the morning. Yeah. You know, this mm-hmm. cartoon come on, whatever, whatever, go outside. But I was like, no, all right, let me check it out. Let me see what's going on. So he started taking me every single Saturday to these gyms, man. And uh, they were out here, right around the corner, actually. The old Gold's Gym that used to be out here. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a World Gym that was was in, uh, uh, what is it called? The Grasso Plaza okay. uh, over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a club fitness over there right now. Yeah. Um, but back in the day, that used to be a World Gym over in that area. And man, we would go every Saturday, man, from seven o'clock to like nine o'clock, we would go to the gym. Yeah. He would work out, he would show me what to do. Yeah. And then uh, he would leave it at that. And so then, you know, so then I was playing sports, baseball, you, basketball, yeah, football. Yeah, what did you start out? What, did you, what sport did you start out in? Baseball, of course, uh-huh. was the start I started with. And then basketball, got into it. Uh, then, man, when I was four years old, I mean, uh, when I was six, we started ice skating. So I started playing oh, hockey, but um, you know, I had a lot of bad experiences as a, a young black man in St. Louis, ice yeah. skating with some, you know, right. with some things. So and hockey, uh, and hockey was there. already kind of exactly. expensive. So, um, you know, I, it wasn't really going to be on the radar. So I just stuck with I'm going to play football in the fall. I'm going to mm-hmm. play basketball in the wintertime. And then I'm going to play, um, you know, baseball in the spring and the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was so but like working out wasn't really that important to me. It right. was just like 
knowing the sport, knowing everything about all the sports, all uh-huh. the technical aspects, why people are good, why people are bad. Yeah. I was a stat kid. I was I'm a nerd, like hundred so percent nerd. Did you have an athlete that you look looked at growing up that you were like a shitload, man. Where you want to go? Name like the sport. Jack- name the so sport. You name the sport. Like name the sport, era. man. Just name you name any right, sport. Football. Let's go football. Which one? College or NFL? NFL. Well, uh, I guess it's kind of, you know, mixed. No, I'll tell you, bro. Right, like right, my right. favorite, like my favorite uh, college football players growing up were all the players at the University of Michigan. Uh-huh. So like Charles Woodson, um, uh, Ty Streets, yeah. uh, Brian Greasy, Tom Brady. They had some badasses. Uh, Henson, right yeah, uh, 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 Bianca Batuka, the running backs, mm-hmm. uh, and then you know um, Desmond Howard and all the receivers yeah. and stuff like that too. Uh, but then in the NFL, the Pittsburgh Steelers have always been my team. Um, so I was a huge Kevin Green fan. Like yeah. the defense of the Steelers was like my main thing that yeah. I love. Uh, Rod Woodson and Deion Sanders were like yeah. my favorite football players in the NFL growing up. You watch the U? You look at the U at all? Yeah, man. Um, uh, I hate like like uh, I like my cousin was a big Miami fan. My uh-huh. cousin Rakim. Yeah, uh, he was a big Miami fan. So I used to bang with him because. Like, I kind of liked Florida State a little bit because that was back when Charlie Ward and all those cats were playing for yeah. Florida State. So I and, I and Charlie Ward played football and he played on a basketball team. Yeah. So I was like, yo, no, nah, man, these that motherfucker is legit. Like, these dudes, are they, they're the ones yeah. who are, you know, they're better than Miami. Miami just got all these dudes down there doing cocaine and shit like that. You know, because <laughs> even as a little kid, you know, we, we got enough access yeah. to find out what was going on yep. with teams like the U and stuff like that. So yeah. we we got a chance to follow them. And when you were a young black man, especially growing up in a place like St. Louis, man, drug dealer culture, bro. Right. You know what I mean? Like every kid you know, you knew that kid had money yeah. if he was walking around with a gold chain and a Miami Hurricanes jacket on. <laughs> you know what I mean? A starter Miami Hurricanes jacket. Ones, yeah. yeah, for sure. So, yeah. I mean, so yeah, we were, we were immersed in it. But that was the thing that was so great about growing up in the 90s um, was that was when... The, the the culture of the clothes, the culture of the music, mm-hmm. and the culture of the sports started to all, like, really combine right. and, and mix with each other. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like, you know, because we had guys like Allen Iverson, yeah. you know what I'm saying, who was out at that time. And I wasn't an Allen Iverson fan because I'm a Boston Celtics fan. Yeah. So, like, my favorite players of all time are Larry Bird, Bill Russell, okay. um, you know, um, guys like that, that uh, Xavier McDaniel, back mm-hmm. when he played for the Celtics. Uh, Big Kevin Chief, McHale. Kevin McHale, yeah. uh, you know, DJ, like, you know, DJ looked like you, you know what I'm saying? Like, he was the light-skinned <laughs> light bro with freckles out there yeah. killing it, you know right. what I mean? With red hair and afro yeah. and shit. Uh, Do you fuck with uh, the Fab Five? Fuck yeah, know. all day, man. Um, right like, I almost named my son Jalen. Oh, really? Like, uh, and I listen to Jalen and Jacoby podcast yeah, every fucking day. I look up to him um, sure. I love Jalen Rose, man. Yeah. Um, that, like, I consider, like, the Fab Five, that, I mean... Like and that's what I'm saying, man. The the street urban like hip hop culture. Ciara Eubanks, uh, the girl that's about to fight Sajara Eubanks. I, that was one of my first interviews that I ever had in MMA. Oh, really? Yeah, um, it, dude. It the that hip hop urban culture, man. Like when we, you know, we ate fried rice, we we went to basketball practice, and then we came home and we sat in front of somebody's TV at somebody's house, kind of like what we're doing with the fights right here. Yeah, watching the Fab Five play college basketball. Why? Because they had baggy-ass motherfucking shorts. Mm -hmm. They were wearing black fucking socks. (laughs) They were all bald. They look like like us. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, we in my neighborhood, you went outside and 
you, you you thought you were the baddest dude on the basketball court, but there was this dude who smoked three blunts a day, drank like a forty every hour, yeah, and like played dice. And his jumper is eight times better than yours, right? You know, because he lived on that street. Yeah, you know what I mean? Right. So like, so that reminded us. So when we saw Fat Fat Five as kids, we were like, "That's us. That's us. That's us playing. That's letting us know that we can also be." playing basketball at yeah. that level too because them dudes were from all these different parts of the country but yeah. when they came together they they became the outcast man and everybody wants to be able to be an outcast but still be fly and still and still exist and yeah. they were winning yeah you know so that was another thing that was cool too is they they actually was killing some cats and winning you know yeah. but um yeah man big big part of my childhood growing up like for sure yeah with all that stuff so yeah so with all the sports and stuff man like i immersed myself into fitness but really Thinking about my like uncle and all like showing me his videos of him going to Sweden and Germany mm-hmm. and, and all these amazing places competing in these uh, competitions, <clears throat> it, it always just like kind of fueled me in the backside to be like, all right, like why does that world exist? Mm-hmm. Like y'all motherfuckers ain't doing nothing but just like standing around and posing and shit. Right. Like <laughs> I was like, y'all look like terrible WWE motherfuckers. Be like, active. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm like, you see these big ass WWE motherfuckers and they out there flipping people and and, and then y'all motherfuckers just standing around, yeah. like, posing and shit. I'm like, who gives a crap? Like, it's, <laughs> you know, but yeah. I respected the, how much those guys trained. And clearly they were doing crazy shit yeah. because I got exposed to steroids, like, okay. very, very early. Yeah, how did because, that happen? Well, because some of the guys that trained with my uncle, my uncle was a natural train uh, yeah. performer mm-hmm. in bodybuilding. And he's paying for it right now because he's had more than one hip replacement surgeries and stuff yeah. like that. But a lot of the guys that he trained with did steroids. And mm-hmm. you knew... Because you'd be in the gym. And like I said, he was taking me in the gym every fucking Saturday. Yeah. You'd be in the gym and you would see these guys who you'd look at them and you'd think they were 45, 35, something like that. Mm-hmm. motherfuckers were 22, 23. Yeah. They had no hair. They're yeah. jacked. Like Looking huge. Mm-hmm. But they had no hair. Like completely look drained in the face. Yeah. But I mean, them dudes are just in there <laughs> killing it, you know? Right. So so I knew I didn't want anything to do with that shit. Yeah. Like, like at all. Like steroids specifically? Or just like the just the bold culture? bodybuilding aspect yeah. behind it. But... I, you know, did some of the women, I was like, man, she bad as fuck. Oh, yeah. You're you know like, what I mean? Yeah, so I, was like, I might just do it. Right. I was like, so I would think about it. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but what it eventually, like, kind of boiled down to is I met these two Russian guys, my, um, like, my, uh, I think I was a freshman in high school. Mm-hmm. And no, junior, junior in high school. Okay. So I just transferred from Rittner High School in North County to Webster Groves High School. Mm-hmm. And it was fucking night and day. You know, I went from walking through a goddamn, you know, security gate right. and metal detector uh-huh. to kids like literally smoking joints in parking lots and then walking in school. I yep. was like, where the fuck are we? I, you know, I yeah. thought well, I walked into some like Degrassi high shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so, um, so when I got, so when I moved out there, I didn't know anybody, yeah. you know, except for my cousins. But I was playing sports already. I was already, like, working in with the basketball team and getting Mm -hmm. to know them. And I didn't play football because I was like, I got to make it on the basketball team. And they were one of the top basketball teams in the state already. Was it just the culture of, like, basketball that you had to, like, that's why you said I had to get into basketball? No, it was because they had a lot of good fucking kids. So, bro, the first day I went to, to, to the school... The bathroom that was by like our main hallway locker mm-hmm. in the boys' bathroom, there was a fucking paper sheet, and on the sheet it said 
these are the top basketball players at Webster Groves High School. And, and all the kids that were there. Some mm-hmm. of the kids were already on the team. Some of the kids had not been on the team. And all the way at the bottom of the list, it said, this new dude. Oof. Oh, and they were talking about me. Yeah. And so I, so I was like, okay. And so I was like, you know what? The, I, the, the football team, they had their own culture. Everybody was picked on the football team. I really didn't want anything right. to do with it. We transferred kind of late in the school year anyway. Because yeah. we had a funeral we had to attend. And we had to leave out of town, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So when I came back, I was like, fuck it, man. I'm full-time focused on basketball. I was like, not only are they going to put my goddamn name on this little punk-ass ba- like list in the bathroom. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to make the team, too. Yeah. Uh, so I started going to this gym across the street from my grandmother's house. And the gym is currently, what the hell is it? It's over in the Deer Creek Plaza. Oh, it's uh, Title Boxing. Okay. Okay, so yeah. it's Title Boxing. It used to be Family Video. And before that, it was Title Boxing. Yeah. I mean, it was uh, it was this little, like, gym. And it was, I forgot what these dudes call it. It was, like, Strength Powered Gym or something like yeah. that. But there was these two Russian dudes. This older Russian dude and, like, his uncle or some shit. Mm-hmm. And... They, they, nobody, the gym didn't last for more than a year. Yeah. Like no, nobody came in that gym ever. Damn. Um, but I did. Yeah. And I started doing two a days whenever I could too. Yeah. And, and the, and the guys noticed that I was coming in and, and, and doing shit, mm-hmm. but they were like, you have no idea what the fuck you're doing. And right. I'm just, and I'm, and I'm just doing all this bodybuilding stuff. And they, and they, and they were like, well, you, what do you, what do you do? You know, like yeah. you tall, you skinny. What do you do? You know, and I'm like, I play basketball. I was like, but I need to get some size because these motherfuckers is like six, eight, six, yeah. nine. Uh-huh. You know, I, we, I wasn't playing against these size dudes right. in my old school. And basketball so, back then, too, it's like different. Now. Yeah, for it sure. Was, it was physical, man. Like you good. had to get big. Exactly. So I was like, I got to I got to put some size on me. And then the one Russian coach was like, oh, you need to be training like this. Yeah. And so that's when I got introduced to the world of like truly what's considered functional mm-hmm. fitness training. Yeah. And and then from there. What would you say is good uh, like functional fitness training? Like what is it? What is the foundation of that? In my opinion, core trunk stability. Um, you, you have to be able to provide some way. For your client or athlete to adapt mm-hmm. to whatever um, tensions you're putting on them, mm-hmm. you know. So, like, if I got like Max, and I know he can say bench press, you know, 150 pounds, mm-hmm. like forever. Right. Like he can do like 25 do reps with like nothing, you know. Uh-huh. Um, I can take that weight off, and then I can add like bands or chains or. Some, or turn it into a bamboo stick or something like that and then create a different type of resistance and yeah. say, give me that same exact type of effort mm-hmm. that you just did with that. And that change in that resistance is going to force him to start to, to engage other portions of the body that he, know, he didn't have to before. Yeah. Uh, so it's it, like you can't, you know, like your foundation, bench press, squat, deadlift forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then all of the special exercises associated with them okay but a lot of people just say or oh, you know we're functional lifting and it's just because they're back squatting benching and deadlifting yeah. it's like no motherfucker you're just back squatting benching and deadlifting <laughs> <laughs> right. you know like what are you doing that's actually engaging Certain your trunk hitting different planes mm-hmm. um so like you can deadlift but then after that you should be doing like a hamstring movement okay that makes it more of a functional workout mm-hmm. and make it single like you know like one leg at a time something yeah you can back squat 
But then after you get done with that, do some Bulgarian split squats okay. or um, get a stability ball and do one leg, you know, hammer curls or med ball presses. Um, I like doing dumbbell and med ball toe reaches. Yeah. Um, and just to just to make the, 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 the client or the athlete aware that There's more you sit down on the toilet, but every single toilet you sit down on is not the same. Yeah. You um, you sit in different chairs every single day from work to your car to what you have at the house. Right. These are all affecting you because you're spending more time doing that than you're spending more time, you know, like Sajara and and, um, and Gatto, like they can do jujitsu six to, you know, eight hours a day, Mm -hmm. you know, two to three times a week. But they're still sitting in their car, laying in their bed sitting on their couch, sitting at work or whatever, whatever, accumulate way more than the time that they're working on their craft or their movement. So for athletes, it's a little different. You got to make sure that they're able to still perform in whatever capacity they need to. Mm -hmm. But for like your normal person, what you're just trying to do is just to tell is to remind them like, hey, you all you you're going to have to pick something up one day. Yeah. And you, you can't throw your back out. By doing that, right. um, you you're gonna have to keep putting something up in the shelf one day, and you can't have your shoulder get fucked up from doing that because you're not taking care of your lats and stuff like that. Yeah. Like so, it's it's about truly looking at you know the ADL, like what 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 are the the main things that are needed for you to live your day to day lifestyle mm-hmm. and not have it change. And then applying movements and exercises is the best way to say it, exercises, to to, to do that. Okay. While keeping the foundation right. of the back squat, the deadlift, so, and the press work, you know. Right. So you so. learn so you started to learn that from them, they put you on the right path. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They uh you know, um it it was weird because when you work with guys like that, they they came from I think they were actually like Ukrainian or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And they came from like gymnasts like dancing backgrounds. Okay. So these dudes had like intense, like leg development, mm-hmm. quad, glute, calf development, stuff like that. But then they had these like vertical backs, you know, that yeah. went up because of all the like hanging and scaption yeah. work and stuff like that. So they could pull like a lot of weight. Like these dudes could deadlift like, you know, 500 pounds for Jeez. five, like tap and go. Like yeah. it's nothing, you it's know. Um, but they were also shorter you know, yeah. but they, um, but they were like, you know, with me, they, you know, I was a fucking, I was big bird. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm long ass, I mean, like back then, I mean, like right now I'm about six, three. I mean, yeah. I was about six, one yeah. or okay, something so back were, then. Yeah. So I was starting to get some height, but yeah. I was just long fucking everywhere. Cause my yeah. wingspan is like six, seven, mm-hmm. you know? So they would look at me and they were like, just stop. <laughs> yeah. Like you, yeah. you're never going to get it. Like you look terrible. Like, cause I like fucking long ass arms, everything out, knees all going different fucking ways. Yeah. And so then that's when I was just like, all right, the only thing that I'm ever going to do if I'm going to learn how to do this stuff the right way is to just dig myself into the knowledge as much as I possibly can. Uh-huh. And then, then actually start applying it to like me. Okay. And then if I can do it for me and have everybody come to me and say, wow, your form is fantastic. Your, yeah. your, your, um, your, your aesthetics are fantastic. How did you get that? What yeah. did you do to get that? Um, then that lets me, that would let me know right off the bat that I'm doing something right. Right. You know? Um, but 
I still knew that like I had to stay constantly up on what everybody was doing. Yeah. You know, so if a P90X came out or a, another machine came out, if I could get a chance to get my hands on it, mm-hmm. I did it because I wanted to never be able to say, hey, do this without me actually trying, trying to do it, it out first. the first time. Yeah. yeah. So that's so that's so then it just became like mostly like education yeah. after that. Okay. So you know? did you know what you wanted to kind of get into? Fuck or no. Like no, I completely didn't even give a shit about it, to be honest with you, because yeah. I was doing a lot of music. Uh-huh. Music was like the main thing going on in my life at yeah. the time, man. I was the lead singer of a heavy metal band. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was also the singer in a punk rock ska band yeah. and then making hip hop albums. How'd, how'd you get into that? Like the whole uh, punk rock, all that metal Shit, like was that just uh, introduced? You say you my mom, dude. Like my mom, yeah. honestly, man. Like my mom, she, like she loved like what you would consider like seventies white boy bands, uh-huh. like BGS and and shit like that. And yeah. then she really got into like new wave when yeah. I was a kid. So she would be playing like Depeche Mode, Tears for Fears, and stuff like that. And then by me going through the channels to find this shit. Yeah. It was primarily through movies from the 80s, which okay. is another reason why I became such a like horror movie, movie fan. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's because I was also looking for the music. Yeah. Because, you know, we didn't have the internet at that time. Right. So movies to me was the internet back mm-hmm. then. Because if you wanted to know what somebody was doing in England, you just you watch a fucking movie about yeah. some kids in England. If you wanted to know what was going on down in the South, you watch a movie about shit that was going on with the kids down in the South. Yeah. And and to me, I never really cared about like you know, was it a good movie or was it a bad movie? Yeah. I'm like, what can I take out of it? Yeah. You know? And music was one of the number one things. So, like, every single time I would find some, like, old school, like, British or old school East Coast horror film or something like that, I would uh-huh. start hearing punk. Yeah. And, and, it, and, and then, you know, I was lucky enough that... At that time, skateboarding was big enough yeah. that skateboard tapes started popping up, yeah, and I, I was skateboarding. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, we were and, and punk rock songs were always on skateboard tapes. Yeah. And so then I then I got educated yeah. by some some kids that I met who were older than me, mm-hmm. who introduced me to like Bad Brains, Misfits, okay. uh, Minor Threat, you know, bands like that, uh, Dead Kennedys, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So then I started being like, okay. I, there's like I just I just don't fuck with country yeah. like real talk, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I was like, there's passion and mm-hmm. what these kids are screaming and yelling about, right. and I'm all about that shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm an anarchy person, like through and through. Like yeah. I, I would like I I, I, I like organization, but yeah. I love chaos. If we can all sit back and watch it, so you're surviving a, a zombie apocalypse? You think? Oh, I'm 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 wait I'm like I'm trying to be one of the co-conspirators like people to create it. Yeah. Like I like I'm, I'm trying to figure out like what the fuck we need to get this shit going. Yeah. You oh, know. Man. Um. What's your What's your go to? You going to a city? You going out in the country like Herschel Walker? You got to go north, man. You yeah. got to go north. Like, yeah. uh, you got to go north so you can slow the zombie down with the cold weather. Okay. Because you don't know what they're how they're gonna eventually start to migrate and yeah. move. Are they gonna be like a herd? Right. Are they gonna be running single? Some so you need to be able to get some place where you can sit up and look down at them. Yeah. And then um you just got to teach everybody that you're with to be skilled fucking archers and 
still every single bike you can find. Yeah. Like, and I'm not talking about motorcycle, bitch. Right. I'm talking about BMX yeah. mountain bike because you need to move in silence. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you can't walk sure. everywhere. Like so that. you got to you got to get bikes. Like it's so it's technically you got there's a couple of things that you want, you want to look at. Mm-hmm. Watch World War Z for the part when Brad Pitt and all of them are riding around on the bikes. Yeah. Okay? Uh-huh. Uh, Mila Jonovich does the same thing in a couple Resident Evil movies, but then eventually they put her on like a motorcycle, and yeah. then here come these motherfuckers chasing their right, ass because they right. can hear the motorcycle. Right. All right? But, but, but look at the bikes from there, and then that lets you know right off the bat, all right, I need to be on something quiet, but that I can still move in. Mm-hmm. Right? And then you got to go to The Walking Dead and look at Daryl and look at Michonne yeah. because when it comes to weaponry... They are the two yep. iconic characters to show you what weapons you need to survive if it's a zombie apocalypse, which yeah. is a silent shooting, killing mechanism like an arrow, mm-hmm. and then the sharpest, longest motherfucking knife or a katana yep. that you can fucking find so you can stick and move. Because people forget how you get, how you die, how 90 fucking percent of all of you, everybody listening to this podcast right now, how you all will die is you're going to end up killing a zombie and you're going to get so fucking amped Mm -hmm. that you killed that one punk-ass zombie (laughs) that you're going to do something stupid, like grab your fucking machete or whatever, and then you're going to stab another zombie in the wrong fucking place. The knife is going to get stuck and you're going to get bit on your arm and the back of the neck by three other zombies that were standing right fucking behind you. Because then you got to listen to what Jesse Eisenberg said in Zombieland, which is the truest of the true. Your fucking cardio better be up. Because you need to, you have to move the entire fucking time. And like fighters understand what it means to know that you need to move the entire time. But there is nothing that pushes forward. Like what, like look at what's his face uh, from Korea, the Korean zombie. Like there's nothing that pushes forward more than a zombie. It does not stop. There is no off switch. There is no, there is no. Like the sun came, ah, you know, like right. zombies don't give a fuck, yeah, sun. So, so you got to go north where it's cold, so mm-hmm. they slow down, mm-hmm. okay, through the snow, through the cold weather, and then let the motherfuckers freeze. You let yeah. the motherfuckers freeze, you can come carve their ass up like a fucking ice sculpture. <laughs> what about what about you know? the people? What kind of people you get in around you? You can't fuck with nobody. Can't fuck with nobody. Now, now, because um, people are defective. Yeah. So you, so like you gotta, you gotta literally look at your closest circle and be like, what is the most important thing you need and, and you need to have with you right now mm-hmm. in regards to people, possessions and pride? Yeah. And if it can't all go with us to wherever we need to go, you got to leave it behind. Yeah. And if them people ain't willing to leave it behind, you got to leave their ass behind. Right. Because they're going to get you killed, man. Yeah. Like, um, People don't know what it's like to be truly afraid until they're truly afraid. Mm-hmm. So you never know how anybody's going to react. Right. You know, like, I'm not going to lie. The first time I see a zombie, I'm probably going to scream like a little bitch. I'm like, ah! yeah. And then I'm going to fucking smile like a motherfucker. And I'm going to rip my goddamn shirt off. And I'm going to run up nice. and I'm going to grab that shirt, wrap it around the zombie's head, slam that motherfucker down, and curb stomp his ass like Seth uh, Rollins. Yeah. And then you go get your weapons and get the fuck out there of there. You but you, I mean, but you know, that's like, like, how, like, dude, how many people out here got group chats, right? Yeah. That's what your fucking group chats are for. Exactly. Motherfuckers be on exactly. group chats talking about episodes exactly. of the brand new Gilmore Girls or Sex in the City. No, yeah. man. 
your group chats are for when the zombie apocalypse happens. Okay. So, so you can put, your group chat, you send you one message, yeah. get the fuck out right now, yeah. meet me here. Yeah. And, and and then if they didn't get it, bro, that's all on them, man. Exactly. And then you don't wait, man. You you say, hey, 30 minutes, an hour, whatever, whatever. Right. But you got to start moving north. Right. You got to start moving north. Yeah. Don't like. I hit you with that tornado. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, you gotta let people know what's up, man. Um, you can't do, you can't do like, you can't do water. People are like, yeah, just get a water. No, my friend, yeah. go watch Zombie, the Italian movie Zombie. Well, There's a fucking down. zombie walking around underneath the water, and it attacks a shark. Because they don't like the zombie know. attacks. Sorry, it's not gonna stop. Right. If it can walk, it's gonna walk all the way to the bottom of the fucking ocean. Right. And it's gonna keep on walking yeah. until it gets to your little fucking island. That floater. In yeah. Uh, people, exactly. People are always like, oh man, you can go to our island. So you can just sit there and wait to die? Right. No, man. You go to some place up high, the mountains, okay. where you can it's look cold. down yeah. and you can see who's coming up to you. And then, shit, yeah. man, you just you fucking kick big ass boulders and shit down there and watch them fucking boulders <laughs> like Donkey Kong down there yeah. getting fucking ran over and shit, you know? All right. All right. So speaking of like managing people, like when did you transition from like, okay, I want to be a coach now or like I want to be a fitness trainer now? Did, so it was funny, man. So I was working for my homeboy, Simon, and Simon was the dietitian for the St. Louis Cardinals, the Rams, and the Blues. Mm-hmm. So we were literally just, yeah, we were just feeding the teams mm-hmm. uh, every single night that they had a game here locally. Um, and, you know, and I was always chatting with the strength and conditioning coaches and the athletes on the stuff that they were doing, like what new stuff they were figuring out and stuff like that. But, I mean, I, I literally was like, I was working. I was working in enterprise. I worked for Enterprise Rent a Car for like fourteen years. Yeah, I think my mom used to work there too. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And and so uh, and and when I stopped working for them, it was because I was like, all right, I gotta I gotta just like jump full into this and and, and figure 100%. out what's going on. So I started working just at a gym, also mm-hmm. doing sales and stuff like that while mm-hmm. I was getting my certifications and mm-hmm. stuff because I was like, I gotta I want to be in the world so I can see what people are doing, what people don't know how to do, and stuff like that. And, and it became um, funny because uh, I got, uh, there, was this, <laughs> there was this juice cleanse, right, that uh, Simon wanted to do. And, mm-hmm. and I'm sitting there like, man, who the fuck yeah. is about to buy this shit? Right. But he was like, no, man, it's cool. He's like, We're yeah. doing, he's like go to these fitness studios. Mm-hmm. And, and when you go to these fitness studios, like, show them, you know, like, hey, this is the this is what you take for recovery. This is what you take, you know, if your sinuses are messing with you, your allergies are messing with you or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm like, whatever, man. I'm like, you paying me like it's all good. Yeah. So I went up there and I, I started I fucking started hustling at all these little like boot camp indoor places. And then one of the places that I went to was Orange Theory. Mm-hmm. OK, so when I got to I went to the Orange Theory in Rock Hill. Uh, big shout out to Carol, all the people from Rock Hill. Um and I remember they let me set up inside of the studio, which I was like, oh, cool. Yeah, I get to actually see. And it was a badass fucking women and shit walking in and out of the yeah. studio. So I was like, yeah, man, let me see what's going what's on. Like, what's going I was like, let me see here? what's going on with this little, little <laughs> workout thing in here. Yeah. And at that time, for me, I was, I was like doing like a little bit of CrossFit, not, not heavy, but yeah. just kind of learning how to do it. A lot of Olympic weightlifting. Yeah. Around um, what year is this? This is two, this is about Six years ago. Okay. Okay. And so, uh, and then about, and then, yeah, because it was about, because it's been about four years now since I worked for OTF. So, yeah. And so, I, I was like, sitting in there doing this juice cleanse stuff, looking at 
these guys and it's like chicks walking backwards on treadmills and yeah. the dude who's coaching the class walking around with a clipboard he's like alright you guys uh, now you need to do this uh, now you need to do this and then these people were over on this floor messing with TRX straps doing all and none of them had any goddamn idea that they all looked like they like I was like they none of these people know what the hell they're doing right and I was like, and this dude is not even like really paying attention to him. Mm-hmm. So I like, I was like, I'm running out of here. Yeah. Um, and, th- and then like the following week, I had to go to the one in Chesterfield. Mm-hmm. And like the minute I walked in the door, I could tell like the energy was different because like the chick who was coaching the class, this woman named Abby, she's in there like barking at these motherfuckers. Like, you fucking, you better go. You better touch yourself. You better, you ain't, you just, what are you guys going to do? You better do that. Yeah. And so I'm sitting there like, oh, I'm like, okay. Like, this is like, this vibe is like 100% different. Yeah. And so, but they didn't let me in the studio because of how it was set up. So I, so I couldn't really see yeah. if like the people in there were getting after it. So right. I'm like, whatever. So they set me up out there and people came out. And, you know, people were coming up asking about the juice cleanse, stuff like that. So I started giving them my spiel, like, yo, this is what it does. This is what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. And then the guy who owned the place was like, hey, man, do you, um, he's like, you look like you work out, like, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. He's like, do you have any certifications? And I was like, yeah, I got, you know, uh, a personal training certification because I got one through uh, ISSA. Okay. And then I was like, and then I just got my Olympic weightlifting certification. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so he was like, yeah, man. He's like, you should come check out this workout, man. He's like, because you probably would like it. And if you like it, man, you should see if you would want to coach it because you got a good presence. Yeah. Your voice, you got this carry, like this very carrying voice. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, and I'm like, yeah, cool, man. I was like, it, it sounds like it could be a lot of fun. Yeah. And I was like, um, but what's up with all that like orange shit going yeah. on in there and he's yeah. like he's like that's orange series like just come come try it out one time yeah. so it's, i pretty much just blew him off for right. like a couple months <laughs> that's how it happens right i was like yeah. mm, i'm like nah man i ain't doing that um and then simon was actually getting ready to to do some moving mm-hmm. so he was going to move out of the city to the county mm-hmm. and then i was still working at the gym and i was like and i was getting ready to go ahead and stop doing sales and i was just going to focus primarily on personal training mm-hmm. But I really didn't, um, I, once I started kind of seeing the culture of the, the trainers that were working in that gym, mm-hmm. I was like, man, I really don't want to be a part of any of that stuff that they have to do. I don't want to go to none of their meetings. Yeah. I don't want to have to sell the, the way extra. that any of that they're selling. Yeah. And they all looked miserable, yeah, you know? It, it becomes more than just like. Yeah, it, I was like, purpose. this looks like it has nothing to do with getting these people like excited to right. come in. And so then I started thinking back about you know, the chick out in Chesterfield. And I was like, well, she was getting people excited yeah. about coming in and, and getting some work in. So mm-hmm. I was like, so let me go and check that out. So I, I decided to, to start taking some classes. And of course, I'm a dumbass. I started doing like the 5 a.m. classes, but I was used to getting up early in the morning anyway. Yeah. So I, I was just like, all right, let me just get this in and get out of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, the first couple of fucking classes, like, just fucking killed my ass. I was like, what the... I'm like, why the fuck y'all got us running for this goddamn long? Like, yeah. I'm like, can we get the fuck off this treadmill? Uh, like, I was like, this shit ain't fucking. I was like, my fucking low back is gonna be jacked up after this because, yeah. like, the day before I had been deadlifting and okay. like, and back then I was deadlifting like 500 yeah. like pounds. Like, I was like, mm-hmm. I was like, man, my back is gonna be fucking jacked up when yeah. I get done with this. I could tell because my shit was already getting tight. Yeah, but. I, like the people that were in there, man, everybody was engaged. They were all about it. They were competitive. This yeah. little fucking soccer 
mom and shit fucking like oh, running yeah. next to each other, like pressing their buttons, like, oh, you doing it nine? I'm doing nine point five. And, yeah. and so I was like, okay, like there's there's something about this. Yeah. So I so I went to the dude and I was like, yeah, man, I'll you know I'll fuck with this. I'll see what's going on with this and um, got acclimated, got into it, and. Um, this guy that was like a regional director came to one of my classes after about a month or about three, four months or so of me doing it. And he was like, yo, man, you don't really know how to talk our language yet. Yeah. He's like, but it's kind of cool because you got your own. Yeah. He's like, and you're you're saying everything you're supposed to say. He's like, but it's kind of weird how you're saying it. Yeah. He's like, because it's like you're rapping at people and then you're yelling <laughs> at people. Yeah. And then you're then you're like, what the hell are y'all doing? And, right. And and he's like, he's like, but you got he's like, you got something going on. Yeah. And so he's like, let me give you these like four playlists you should play that I think would be like perfect for your class. Uh-huh. And so then I was like, oh, okay, I need to, I need to get, I went right back to my music background, and I'm like, I need to become a like entertainer. Okay. To get these people to buy in, yeah, because on what we're what we what I actually want them yeah. to do. This is right. one of the best things I ever filmed. The file got corrupted, but it was the first time me and Max were filming, uh, waiting for his fight, and it was probably the first time I met you. Yeah, uh, it was at the old uh, St. Louis CrossFit, you know. Uh huh. And he was like, he, "You were doing some workout where you, you run down the street, you know, come back and uh-huh. all that shit." And then you were like, "I was recording it." You were like. Uh, this is your people. This is in your blood. And I'm like, listening, watching yeah, it back. I'm like, bro, this shit, like, this is the most, most <laughs> this motherfucker can make, like, a fucking cow thing. Biggest like, hype man ever, bro. I know. <laughs> I, was, I remember that, bro. I was, like, yeah. cutting weight, and I was already dead out of energy. Yeah. But he was just, just motivating with just words, man. Just give yeah. you that boost to keep going, you know? Yeah. I remember that, dude. He, yeah, it's cool. How, how would you say it's, like, uh, training with Travis? Oh, uh in my opinion, Travis is one of the best strength condition coaches I had. You know, yeah. like I, I had I worked with uh, several different uh, trainers, mm-hmm. but Travis is like the best one I had. Mm-hmm. Like, um, he knows like he'll break it down. You know, like some days like your body's beat up. He's like, all right, so we need to change up some stuff. You know, to yeah. work with you. Mm-hmm. You know, so because and then he uh, also like tells you to stretch all the time. Mm-hmm. Stretch is a big key for Travis. Yeah, yeah. Like, before none of y'all motherfuckers stretch. None of y'all. Not just fighters. I'm talking to the people listening to this podcast too. Yeah. None of y'all motherfuckers stretch. All right. Yeah, like, but um, we know. But yeah, man. Um, he he's a very he knows a lot of about what he does. Mm-hmm. You know. So tell him, hey, tell them motherfuckers how I got on your ass about drinking and oh, yeah, when you so, first turned 21 and stuff. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, I got I, in your ass, dog. Yeah. <laughs> so when I first turned 21, um, I was like, oh, dude, it's, it's, it's legal. I get to party or whatever. Yeah. So there was a time where I was just not taking training as serious. Mm-hmm. But I was going out with friends, drinking, you know, staying up late. Hold on. Yeah, yeah. dude. You, yeah. <laughs> Diet was going to shit. Yeah. And, like, I wasn't just taking care of myself, you know? Then Travis got my, got on my ass. I said, "Dude, here's the thing. You're you're a fighter. Mm-hmm. Like, you, if you're trying to do this for real, you can't be half-assing it. You know, mm-hmm. like you you, go, you either go completely in in it or don't. You know, yeah. if you go half-assed, you're just gonna beat up your body and go nowhere with it. You know. Right. Yeah. So he's like, "All right, dude, if you want to get your shit together, you do it. If not, like, you can only help yourself. You know, like, yeah. I can only advise you, but you have to follow and commit to it and do what you need to do. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So when you start with like fighters, start like specifically training with fighters. So the first fighter that I actually had the honor to work with was uh, Kelly D'Angelo. Okay. okay. Um, And her, and then she brought, she started bringing Jimmy along. Uh, And it was funny, man, because uh, I was working at 
the 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 gym a, a gym in Brentwood, um, mm -hmm. no Maplewood, Dogtown, mm -hmm. and Kelly had just I think she just had her, it was either her first or second Guns and Hoses fight. Okay, and uh, she man and she she used to come she used to come to the front desk and she would be like hey because we had this big like um, group fitness room right mm -hmm. and and if nobody was in there Kelly would come in and I guess she was getting off of her shifts. Uh, and, and she would come in and she'd be like, hey, can I use your group fitness to work on some of my shadow boxing and shit like that? And I love fighting because I grew up watching fighting and yeah. being around boxing and shit yeah. my entire life. And I was like, please go for it. Yeah. And, plus, and Kelly's like this gorgeous little strong fucking yeah, blonde haired girl. I'm like, yeah, dude, girl, go, go get in do yeah. what you need to do. And then eventually, Jimmy started showing up, and she would take Jimmy in the group. She'd be beating the shit out of Jimmy. She was beating the shit out of Jimmy. I would be, saying, I would be calling people that were working out, like, hey, man, come over here, look at this shit. Yeah. She was like, pop, 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 like, beat the shit out of Jimmy. Yeah. Uh, and I remember telling her, I was like, man, you need to get into MMA, like, like big time. Like, you should be fighting, man. I right. was like, you... I was like, you're a fucking fighter, dude. Like, I was like, I, I know you're a firefighter and shit like that. I was like, but you should be fucking getting in it and she did man she fucking jumped in that shit like full throttle she took yeah. her boxing to a different level then she she picked up her uh jujitsu she she went out to saint charles and and got busy with the team out there mm -hmm. to make herself a complete fighter mm -hmm. and then jimmy got into it a lot more too uh and then i was training them down at uh this gym fit city fit city yeah mm -hmm. and uh and max been max was max i brought max down to fit yeah, city it's a big gym. um and we uh and we were and we were just working, you know, I, I told them at that time I had only worked with football players, volleyball mm -hmm. players and like soccer players from high school. Mm -hmm. I was like, but I was like, I understand kicking power. I understand hips and I understand that you guys got to be able to make it through your fight camps mm -hmm. so that you're ready to fight. And none of y'all are ever going to be 100 percent. But I know like you want to have as much power as you possibly can yeah like leading into this fight right you know what i'm saying so i told them that and this is you know i brought the philosophy i'm like hey we're gonna focus on stretching we're gonna focus on explosion movements we're gonna focus on using every single plane of your body you're not just gonna be able to sit here we're gonna go from mm -hmm. this to this to this because if you were fighting you're not just standing there you're going from this to this to this to this you know yeah. and and i was constantly preaching that and, and kelly loved it and you know unfortunately first fight we had together she she lost but she she kept she came back and we we worked again she won fight after that um and then it got it got to a situation where i was leaving fit city they were training heavily out in saint charles mm -hmm. and we just we were just too far from each other yeah so we stopped training with each other but man i'm i'm, I'm always gonna be thankful to kelly and jimmy d'angelo i love mm -hmm. them to death for allowing me to train them as my first like fighters yeah. and then Buck and Max and them came like shortly after that because okay. I was up in Finney's and mm -hmm. um, and I was going and I was talking with Jesse Punk ass like over and over and over again and I would be like hey man let me let me do some of the you know fighter um, strength and conditioning right. classes that they're doing but you know, he, you know, Mac is his guy, yeah. and and I love man, man, I love Mac to death, mm -hmm. and he was already writing up the workouts and stuff like that, so I didn't want to step on any of his toes. But right. you know, I would be constantly talking to Mac, and I would be like, "Yo, man, hey, you should have them do this. I saw y'all doing that. You should yeah. switch it up to this and have them doing that." And you know, and Mac, you know, Mac be smiling. He's like, "Yeah, bro, I got you, bro." He's like, "I got you, bro." Yeah. He's like, "That's what's up, bro. Appreciate it, bro. I got you." 
Uh, and, you know, then he went to go fucking wrestling practice or some shit like that. Yeah. Uh, but, but, you know, but I, would, I, I was training Jesse. And every morning I was training him, I'd be like, man, let me do some stuff with the fighters, man. Like, come on. Yeah. And then, um, and Max was, Max was there. Uh, everybody, Buck was there. You know, a lot of the guys who were first at Finney's, the first time I popped my head in the door had moved on. Mm-hmm. Like Rob and uh, Porter and, and mm-hmm. you know, but Edric was still there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Sella and all those guys were still there. Um, uh, and so, and Steve and all them were all there. You know what I mean? So, and I was like, man, look, no, all these guys are very, very talented. Right. I was like, but, but, and, and I was like, but they're all slow as a motherfucker. <laughs> and, and, and I was like, and I know, and I know I'm not down there training with them. Yeah. So if you go down there and, you know, and you, you get with uh, a motherfucking monster, like rest in peace to our motherfucking brother, Ryan Sutton, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? You down there with the motherfucking monster like that, you yeah. better be fast to get the fuck away from his fucking ass. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, I'm like, how I'm like, they're underneath me is like the entire cast of Dragon Ball Z. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, how can I go down there and just like touch every single one of them Mm -hmm. to make them start leveling up? Yeah. You know, because I always go back to like video games, comics, anime, all the shit as a kid. Like, yeah. how can I make, you know, we, we make characters mm-hmm. and then you make your character fight and you get into you get their tributes and you make your character right. better. You know, so I was like, I know they're down there leveling up on the fight aspect. Yeah. I was like, but I don't know if these guys truly know that they're not just fighters. You guys yeah. are athletes. Right. Because more than fighters. Exactly. I was like, especially with MMA, because of all the different nuances with the wrestling grappling striking kicking Mm -hmm. everything involved in it and so i'm like you guys have to start going at this like athletes Mm -hmm. and i didn't see anybody like and i'm not bragging man i'm not i'm not believe me i'm not trying to talk no shit i know people could call me out if they want to i really don't give a fuck man none of y'all niggas pay my bills so i really don't care nobody else was doing strength and conditioning shit with any of these fighters like and i and you know we were watching everybody in the ufc we were watching everybody in Bellator, yeah. all the old promotions from Titan to LFA to when they were back, when they were just legacy fighting and yeah. RFA, when they were two different companies, yeah. you know, the girls up in Kansas City and Invicta. I was going to all that shit, man, because I was covering it. I was writing about it. Yeah. And that's how I kept my ear to everything that was going on in the sport, because I was actually interviewing fighters. I was yeah. interviewing Cyborg. I was hanging out with um, Michelle um, you know, Watterson yeah. and, and Tanya yeah. Evinger and all the girls up in Kansas City and then yeah. going down to Texas and meeting Derek Lewis and, yeah. and guys like that. You and, watched and Kimbo Slice up. fight, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Plenty of times. I, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I watched Kimbo Slice fight plenty of times. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, I wasn't... The, the whole YouTube culture, that shit just kind of used to get on my nerves yeah. back then. Uh, so uh, so I really didn't care that he was from that. It, to me, it was more just like the opportunity for a brother to to change his life, mm-hmm. you know, which is, you know, and, and he was a cool ass dude. You yeah. know, I, I've, I've hung out with Rampage. I've hung out with the Diaz, both the Diaz boys mm-hmm. at strip clubs and shit like yeah. that. Um, and, and it allowed me to pick all of their brains on what's the one thing that they were always missing? Mm-hmm. What's the one thing that they all... And you, and they would always say the same shit. You know, like, man, I wish I could eat better and, and shit like that. Yeah. And even when you're talking to, like, Nate and Nick, who are triathlon athletes and shit yeah. like that, you know, they take care of their body and stuff like that. But they were like, yeah, man, you know, I wish I had, like, a little bit better, you know, legit strength, mm-hmm. you know, work that I could be doing that made more sense for me to stay fighting and also do 
triathlons and stuff like that. Yeah. And that's when it just kept buzzing in my ear, man. And I was like, no, dude, I'm going to figure this shit out. Like, right. I'm going to figure out how to make these motherfuckers all bad as fuck. Yeah. And then Buck finally came upstairs when I was training one of my clients. And he was working with another trainer. And I'm not going to call him out, but you know exactly who I'm talking about. Yeah. And he was, because you were working out with his ass, too. And they and he was making them do bodybuilding shit. They were mm -hmm. doing just bench pressing every day and 80 different reps of this and yeah. a bunch of fucking lunges of this and stuff like that. And, you know, and I would look at Max and Buck and all them and I'd be like, so what is that helping y'all with in the fight? Yeah. You know, and, and Max and Buck, man, they, they good dudes. So they would just always be like, oh, man, you know, man, he helping us out. He taking care of us. Yeah. You know, we know what's really going on. Motherfucker, you get free training, motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> we know what's right. going on. Now. I'm like, <laughs> you know, but hey, it's but at least you're willing to start learning how to mix yeah. what's going on in the gym with how it goes to the performance mm -hmm. in the cage or in the ring. Yeah. But I was like, no, nah, man, y'all not doing the right shit. Yeah. Um, and, I'm, and I'm studying Westside Barbell, who's working with like the strength, uh, Strong Style team. Mm -hmm. So like Jessica I and them were on the team. Um, uh, Stipe Miocic was on the team. Um, Matt Brown was on the team. So I'm watching all the shit that they're doing. I, mm -hmm. I went up to Columbus, met those guys, saw the shit, stayed up in the gym, watched the shit they were doing. And then I came back and Buck was like, all right, man, show me what the fuck you're going to do. Mm -hmm. And he just came upstairs one day and was like, let's work out like next, you know, next week sometime. Mm -hmm. And so I was, I was like, cool, man, let's do it. And I went home and I, I wrote up like four different workouts and then I just started like thinking about every single time I watch Joaquin fight. Mm -hmm. And I was like, every single time I watch Joaquin fight, that motherfucker is so heavy up top, big yeah. ass shoulders. <laughs> He's just boom, boom, yeah. boom, just like like banging with these fucking dudes. And, and, and then all he's doing is fighting these dudes who are just trying to fucking hold on to his ass yeah. and wrestle his ass the whole entire time. Mm -hmm. So then I started thinking about it and I was like, I'm gonna make this motherfucker like, like an X receiver. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. I'm making him like a slot back yeah, yeah. in football yep. where you, they can't touch you no more. Right. I was like, because if they can touch you, they're just going to lay on top of you, man. They're right. terrified of you. You look mm -hmm. like a fucking monster. Right. I was like, so if they can touch you, you in trouble. But if they can't touch you and you can touch them, this shit is not going to last long at all. Right. You know, especially because I can take your God-given gifts that you already have. And I can add just a little bit of more something to it mm -hmm. to make sure not only you can survive, but you can perform when the when the time comes. Mm -hmm. Like you can actually execute. So first fight camp we had, that motherfucker Logan Story laid on his ass the whole entire goddamn camp, <laughs> and the whole entire fight, and, yeah. it, and you know, and it didn't go right. And uh, and my dude, you know, he, we we separated for a little bit. He went away. Then he fought Jackie, lost that fight in Bellator, and he went away. Um, you know, and I was hitting him up all the time. Yo, man, you good? Like, you, you know, you fine, man. Right. Don't worry about it. You good, man. You know, you fine. And he was just like, whatever, nigga. I ain't, you know, whatever. Yeah. I'm good. I'll be all right. Uh, Max was, I think you had moved up with your sister for a little while. Yep. But then Max would come in town, and mm -hmm. anytime Max would come in town, I'd be at Fit City, and I'm like, hey, man, just come down to this gym. Yeah. And I was, and I was showing Max the shit we were doing, you know? Yeah. And it was a hybrid. It was a... It was like, you know, I, I figured I was like, okay, these guys are in the ring, three, five minute, you know what I mean? I'm like, let's go. This movement, yeah. this section, this amount of time, work, keep working. Yeah. All right, this movement, this section, this amount of time, mm -hmm. keep working, mm -hmm. move on. And 
And, and what I was trying to do is I was trying to constantly put them in the cage. Yeah. While we, so I would always make them do stuff in different angles, putting them in the cage. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, we're one day, I'm like, you, you have no idea. We're going to be here right now for this 15 minutes, putting these two movements together. And then 15 minutes later, we're going to be over here working these three movements. And you're going to be so fucking mad we're doing these three movements because we just did this shit over here. Yeah. And I'm still going to make you do it. And then you still got another part to do after that. Right. Um, and it, it got to the point, man. And, you know, Buck said it uh, a couple years ago. He was like, you know, I don't even fucking give a shit about fighting, man. Go fucking work out with Travis, man. That motherfucker tried to kill your ass. Yeah. Like, I'm not. <laughs> and, and, you know, in my, and, and like, I used to, man, I used people would always be like, yeah, man, you, you need to be one of those trainers that's like making people throw up. Like, I even dated this chick who was like, yeah. did you make them throw up? You need to make them throw up. And I'd be like, you know, yeah. shut the fuck up. You know, why like, why do I want them to throw up? I'm like, yeah, why, why do I want them to throw up? Like, my goal is to actually get them to start recovering. Yeah. Like, after we get done with the mm-hmm. workout, because mm-hmm. I know these motherfuckers got to go to wrestling practice later yeah. tonight or jujitsu later tonight, mm-hmm. or whatever the case may be. So, I, I didn't I didn't buy into that, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I, I, I and I started looking more towards like contacting and talking to PTs and stuff like that to be like, hey, what are you guys seeing? And they weren't really seeing any fighters. They yeah. were like, man, I don't fucking know. They don't come see us. All right. And that, and then it just made me think more and more and more. Okay, so we got this culture where these motherfuckers are all just sitting inside of these gyms, beating the shit out of each other every single day. Yeah. Nobody's stretching. Everybody's going eating shit after they get finished yeah. done with it. Ain't nobody <laughs> lifting any motherfucking weights because they're all afraid that they're going to be too tight and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and I was like, man, y'all, I was like, man, you, Clearly, if we have a zombie apocalypse, I'm not coming to get, <laughs> I'm not coming to get any of y'all motherfuckers. Because <laughs> y'all going to be out there thinking y'all Jet Li and shit like right. that. And y'all bodies going to break down in like 20 minutes and y'all going to get ate the fuck up. I'm right. like, nah, I'm moving on. You uh, know? So, uh, I wanted to ask, when uh, Joaquin eventually did get to the uh, UFC uh-huh. and stuff, uh, how was that like going to the events? So, like, you know, the first event um, I didn't get to watch because, I mean, I didn't get to go to because we had COVID stuff going on. So we, because, I mean, it was crazy, man. September, we were in Wichita, and we fought in Wichita. We fought uh, uh, Chris Harris, LFA. We beat Chris, Mm -hmm. first round, 45 seconds. Came back to St. Louis. Uh, Edric and Joaquin were on the phone with Joaquin's manager from Sucker Punch. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they were like, all right, there's another opportunity, like right off the bat, out in South Dakota for LFA. And it was rematch with Jackie Goss. So Buck was like, no, I want that. Like, yeah. I really want that. And so, you know, and for me, I'm like, yeah, man, let's go. Just get out there. Go after it. And so he went and uh, went out there. Won the fight. I couldn't go because that's when the pandemic shit popped yeah. off. And I'm right. trying to save my gym. Mm-hmm. And there's some, you know, goofy shit going on here in St. Yeah, Louis. Yeah, with the gyms. That, yeah, that whole big time, man. shut down for like a minute. Yeah, and I was getting some, some hate and uh, a lot of bull crap because, you know, I'm trying to train them. This motherfucker went and got braces. So. Yeah, I was out for like. So he's just out. Yeah. I mean, Max is showing up every once in a while. But, you know, he's working with his pops and stuff like that. But, like, yeah. with, like. You know, Montrell and Charles. Charles came back from Taiwan. Um, You know, uh, we, you know, I was like, y'all got opportunities possibly coming up. So we got to figure out a way to keep y'all going to the gym. Yeah. So we had the gym shut down. But, you know, I'm like, hey, I'm going to come over. Do what we got to do. Head on out the door. Mm -hmm. 
But you know, it's kind of hard to do in Brentwood, America. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> when you got when you got you know people walking their dog and they chardonnay at eight o'clock in the morning, right. they're supposed to be working. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And uh, you know, it got nasty, man. A bunch of emails and shit started going out about me training and stuff like that. Yeah. It it just re- it reminded me that I'm still famous in these streets. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, all right, well, I guess people still care about me. Right. right. I was like, I'm over here. And I don't even. I'm like minding our goddamn business. Yeah. So like we fully fight back right now right um so so you know i didn't get to go out there when he fought kevin i had to sit there and watch him get yeah. dropped twice and be mad the motherfucker how, how is that like because i i hate watching like anybody i know fight oh dude dude I it's worse it's worse this motherfucker everybody man yeah anytime any of them step in the cage man and when kelly when i first started training with kelly yeah dude it's, it's the worst fucking it's the worst fucking feeling in the world man because right. like oh. for me for me man like like I care about all these men and women so much, mm-hmm. like, and the sport is so unforgiving. Like I don't want For them sure. to get hurt. Mm-hmm. You know, I want them to hurt somebody. Right. Like, which is I know it's fucked up to say, but I think you just have to be yeah. around it to understand it. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want them to get hurt. I want them to be able to do so much damage to the other person so fast that we got another opportunity coming up kind of fast. Yeah. Because if, because mm-hmm. because I know how the business side of this game works, and yeah. if. They're not fighting, they're not eating, or they're doing things that are distracting them from fighting. Right. So if we can keep them healthy mm-hmm. from fight to fight to fight, minimal damage and stuff like that, yeah. that's what goes back to the no-hit philosophy, like, then they can fight again. Right. You know, like, Max can go fight up here in, in Brookfield and then, uh, and then go fight again here in, in, out in Arnold mm-hmm. less than, you know, two months later, right. a month later. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because he's good to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can't do that though if the body is not taken care of. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's nerve wracking, man. Because of course I want them to win. Always want them to win. Yeah. Um, but I want I want them to be able to to like put a stamp on what they did yeah. in the cage because it for them to always have something to take out of it, other than just the win. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I want them to to, to look back at what they just did in the cage. And and think about every single minute, every single sacrifice, the not the not drinking, the not going out, the 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 changing of the eating, the habits and the lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And I want them to be able to to take a piece of that cage with them and just store it somewhere mm-hmm. so that the so when they do get to that point when they're in the toughest fight of their career and they're seeing the most adversity, mm-hmm. they can take all the moments and put that shit right back in the cage right yeah. there and fucking win and dominate that fucking there fight. You go. You know what I'm saying? But it's just nerve-wracking, man. Like, I hate it. I get mad in the motherfucker. Like, when my, my when my dudes and my girls get hit, I want to jump in there and I want to hit the motherfucker. Yeah. Like, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, no, nah, man. Do you, I, how do you keep calm when you're coaching them? I'm not. Like, yeah, I, I mean, can't. Like, no. It's it's like, uh, like, you know, like, it's funny because I don't know if, like, what Buck would think, like, his side of the story. But, like, the last fight that we had against Antonio, mm-hmm. one of the things that Buck said is he he's fucking goofy as shit, man. He's like, yeah, man, I'm a glitch. <laughs> and then we're like, and our other coach, Joaquin's like, what the fuck are you talking about? He's like, I'm a glitch. Like, you know, like, I'm a, I'm a, a like, he, what he's talking about is throwing feints. Like, he was going to faint yeah. and, and make him, you know, yeah, fuck yeah. up his, his, his tempo. Yeah. Because we knew Antonio was just going to sit there, bounce time, bounce mm-hmm. time, throw leg kick. Yeah. And that's exactly what he did the whole entire time. Mm-hmm. So it was all about throwing him off of his timing. Yeah. And Reggie had worked with Joaquin 100%. Big shout out to Reggie and the crew, family, STL Boxing. Big shout out to family up in Mercy Lago MMA. Mm-hmm. Like, he got 
Joaquin to the point where he was like, you need to get on Antonio's hip as fast as possible, and then he can't throw the kick. Mm -hmm. But when Joaquin got poked in the eye, and we didn't know he got poked in the eye, the motherfucker was still standing in front of him. Yeah. So for a person like me, all I'm thinking is, you got to move, man. This motherfucker's kicks are like a goddamn... Like, I'm not going to say tornado in light of what just happened. Yeah. But, I mean, we could feel the fucking wind on the side of the cage <laughs> from this motherfucker's oh, shit, kicks. Because yeah. Antonio's a big-ass fucking dude. Mm -hmm. And so he's throwing these fucking kicks. Bucks block, and he's blocking every single one of them. Yeah. But I'm like, why the fuck is he still standing in front of him? But I didn't see the eye poke. Yeah. Or, and I didn't know he was seeing, like, three Antonios. So he just didn't know which yeah. way he wanted to fucking go. Yeah. So I just started screaming glitch like every fucking time, like glitch, like glitch. And I don't know if he heard me, if he was able to move, if any of them caught on timing. Uh -huh. I didn't care. Yeah. I was just like, hey, man, you said you wanted to make sure you were keeping moving. I don't see you moving. I'm going to scream something right. to keep you fucking moving, man. And I'm not his head coach. I'm his strength coach. Right. But that's my body inside of the cage right. is how I look exactly. at it. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, bro, we put in a lot of work for you to be the best motherfucking athlete you could be right now mm -hmm. so we're not about to just stand there and let you take punishment mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying move glitch whatever the hell you want to call it move so and it just it just comes out naturally man i'm a natural coach yeah you know i coach my son's basketball mm -hmm. you know i coach his baseball um it's just it's embedded in me because uh i i know I've been told too many times in my life what my voice sounds like, how powerful it can be and mm -hmm. how motivating and stuff it can be. Um, but man, like, you know, but deep down inside, I, I feel like everybody's assholes in some yeah. certain way. So like I, I find the asshole in you and that's yeah. what makes me want to coach you. Okay. You know, that's why like when Max and them come in, I instantly get on them about something mm -hmm. like, damn dog, what's up them shoes you got on? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, what the, I was like, what, what the fuck we doing in yeah, here? Don't like, that Everton shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, dude, it don't even get started. Like one of my girls, like one of you go on my Instagram right now, uh, Brianna, one of the girls that I train, mm -hmm. like. Just amazingly gorgeous young woman. Like, she came in my gym Birkenstocks on today. I'm like, what the fuck yeah. are you doing here? You know what yeah. I mean? But I forgot her Achilles is all bothering in the back. Okay. So she's like, I'm just not working out with any shoes yeah. on. So I'm wearing these. And I'm just like, yeah. God, you're just disrespecting my place. <laughs> like, coming up in here like this. Like, you might as well have been wearing a BVB jersey. Right. You know what I mean? So, so you were talking about uh, that Kevin Holland shit. Yeah. So the Kevin Holland to the Impa Kasanganai. Yeah, how, how did that like impact you? What well, you see, thinking? but that and that was another thing too, man. Like, um, I wasn't able to go, and it yeah. was it was crushing me, man, because you know passports were being delayed, mm -hmm. um, and I, you know, and I and I waited like to the very last minute where I knew, like, I mean, I was sitting in the post office, like getting ready to just hand my stuff and I just I was like you know what man I, I can't go yeah. and it was because I, I had to save my gym I was I mean I had people walking away like you know one at a time not even telling me you know yeah. what I'm saying so I'm just seeing like money running just out the door man. and I'm like nah man I gotta I gotta stay focused right here I was like you know um we 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 chatted enough to know he had a game plan you know and luckily he had been in contact with coach Joaquin in Michigan mm -hmm. so Mike and Justin, you know, forever grateful to both of those brothers, brothers up in, in Michigan mm -hmm. who were there with Joaquin to corner him yeah. uh, because there was nobody from St. Louis yeah. that was there with him. So, you know, and, and dude, like it's it was like one of the wildest weeks that I had personally because I, like I was hanging out with this friend and let's just put that in quotations. Uh, that's fine. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's and, fine. 
We were actually going to go up to Kansas City yeah. to watch the fight mm-hmm. because we were just like, let's like, I'm like, let's get out of St. Louis. Yeah. And she's not from, she was not from St. Louis. So she was actually halfway up. She was like up in Jeff City. Mm-hmm. So, and she had been working with all this CDC stuff yeah. and uh, she was just stressed out, worn out, whatever, whatever. So I was like, look, my dude has a fight. I was like, let's go like up to Kansas City, stay at one of my friends, Airbnbs up there. Uh-huh. Chill, watch the fight, go walk around, get some good food. She was thinking about moving some up to barbecue. Kansas City. Okay. So I was like, we go up there so you can check out the neighborhoods, mm-hmm. so you can move, whatever, up there. And she was going through a divorce and shit like that. Yeah. So I was, you know, she wanted to yeah. just get away get from away. every fucking thing she could. Mm-hmm. And then we got into a fight. <laughs> because... Uh, On their way there? N- uh, no, like, I drove up to meet her oh, okay. in Jeff City and, like... Like, I wanted to go work out real quick before we burnt out. And her mm-hmm. ass was, she's like, all right, well, I got this conference call I got to do, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yo, we need to be up there by this time yeah. because the games, fights are bro. in Abu Dhabi. She's playing games, bro. I'm, 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 I'm going to miss my dude fight. Yeah. So I, I'm, I, I run to the gym, get the quick workout in, come right back. Mm-hmm. She on the phone, walking around like, yeah. not even to like, don't even <laughs> got anything back ready to go. I'm like... Yeah. I'm like, what are you doing? So I go back in my room and I'm getting all my shit out of my room that I'm staying in. And I'm like, what's you? Are we leaving? Are yeah. we going? And she's just like, hold on, give me five minutes. I'm like, I'm out, motherfucker. Like, I'm out. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I'm out. Yeah. I'm like, I'm out. I'm like, I, I was like, I got a feeling. I know how exactly this is going to. Are we going to get up there late? Right. I'm going to be walking in some bar or some yeah. shit and seeing the highlight. Right. Of, I'm like. I need to be there from start to finish. So, bro, I'm not bullshitting you, man. I I literally, I don't even know what the fuck. I probably left a watch or some shit up there. I I grabbed my suitcase and just closed that motherfucker up, threw it in my trunk, burnt out. Mm -hmm. Right back down 70. Mm -hmm. I got back to St. Louis 10 minutes before he walked out. Damn. Like, I carried my luggage up into my place, put it down on the floor, turned on the TV, and they said, coming next. Yeah. Joaquin and Impa. It's a nick of time. Yep. Man, I was, dude, and, and then something told me, like, in the back of my head, something was like, you need to go watch this fight. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't give a shit what you got going on. Like, go watch this fight. You trying to be here for your homegirl, but she bullshitting. Yes. Can't be on that time. I'm like, no. I was like, yeah. you got it. I was like, you, time to go watch this fucking fight. Mm-hmm. So, I said, man, I do, when he landed that kick, man, I think I, I ran all the way down the street yeah like and screamed the entire time i think i scared like this is old white dude that lives across the street from me like he ain't been outside since like like i i mean i'm talking about i opened the door i was like yeah 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 and just ran down the street Mm -hmm. like took my shirt off ran down the street that shit don't happen bro that, yeah, like that shit don't happen. You don't just get the greatest knockout. Yeah, in the UFC yeah, man. Right um, and you know, and and and, it, and and one of the reasons why it was super crazy is because, like, in Max, Max, I know, like, can tell y'all, man, because he'll hear me saying this goofy ass shit mm-hmm. in the gym all the time. Like, he did some ninja shit. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? And that's yeah. all I ever want them to do. I'm yeah. like, man, we gonna. I'm like, because I'll tell them, like, no, motherfucker, we gonna do some ninja. And Max be trying to do some. Max be throwing fucking tornado kicks and shit at people yeah. and shit when he's fighting and shit. And I'm like, Max be trying to do some ninja shit, and that's yeah. why I love training these motherfuckers because they want to do right. that ninja shit. Mm-hmm. So when when he landed the kick and 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 he, and it was the way that it was and the way that Impa fell and we you know we we see Impa all the time now and much love to Impa yeah. and his daddy because we see his daddy with him all the time. Yeah, it's fucking too like super nice dude. Um, because he was at the last fight that we had with Antonio, 
Dude, it was um, like I couldn't I couldn't even talk for like like my phone was blowing up. I couldn't even respond back to nobody, man. I was just like just in the moment for my dude, like mm-hmm. big time, man. I'm just rewinding it on the TV over and over and over again. And then like an hour later, like after I'm, I mean, I'm on the floor, like panting, like sweating and shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like an hour later, man, my son texted me and uh, he's like, dad, Joaquin's on TikTok. Yeah. And I was like, what? And he yeah. shot me to TikTok of ESPN, had posted it. Yeah, everywhere. Instantly viral. going viral, man. Yeah. And he was trending on uh, Twitter too. Right. I was like, and, and I was like, wait, I was like, dude, if my, and Damien was 12 at the time, I was like, dude, my 12 year old son knows about this right now, yeah. then this shit is viral as fuck right now. Because you can't pull these motherfuckers off Fortnite right. and shit at that time. Exactly. Call of Duty at that <laughs> right. time. Like, I can, put, I can put every single fighter on TV in front of him. He like, uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh, yeah, yeah that was nice, Dad. Uh-huh, yeah. uh-huh. Switching them fucking guns. Yeah. You right. know, with that Fortnite Total bullshit. Right, right, right. But, it, you know, but, I mean, when he texted me and was like, Dad, Joaquin is on TikTok, then I was like, dude, this dude is famous now. Yeah. I was yeah. like, just like that. Yeah. Like, bro, that's how fast it took. At, yeah, people were hitting me up, bro. Like, I was like... I mean, there's some couple of uh, people that was like, "Hey man, I know he got the bonus." And I'm like, "Bro, first of all, don't 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 come at me. First of all, we haven't talked in years. Yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, if you want to talk, message him. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like he ain't, I'm not the guy. I'm not gonna tell him how to spend his money. Like, yeah. it's, it's his own money, you know? Yeah, money but, is funny, man. Like people, and it's it's, it's yeah. we live in this ignorant ass society, man. Like, when I got back to the gym, you know, I had a couple guys come to me at the gym and they were like, you know, like, hey, so did he, you know, did he get the bonus? And I'm like, why the fuck are you guys asking right, me about yeah. this shit? That's a weird fucking Right, they're like, but you need to, they're like, so what is he going to do when he get the bonus? It's like, yeah. motherfucker, I don't know. Like, yeah. it ain't my money. Right. Like, I'm like, what, exactly what, what you think is. we got a plant? Like, like right. it's like, hey man, we're going to kick we, that motherfucker head off and, and then we're going, you know, we're going to open up, you know, a Chick-fil-A <laughs> in Normandy. Steak you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, so I was like, but like, man, you know, it's just, that's just the mentality of people who are just stuck in their own bubble, man. Yeah. And they, you know, they really probably haven't risked a lot of stuff in right. their life, so they don't get it, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and like, and for my dude, I'm like instantly like, you know, I know what in the back of my head, I know what was going to happen with mm-hmm. it because my dude got to take care of his grandma. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, but I didn't even tell him podcast my friend. I was like, man, that's like, don't be asking me shit about right. this dude's money, man. Like, what mm-hmm. the fuck is wrong with y'all? You know, like yeah. all when I walk in the gym. Come up to me and say, hey, man, saw the fight. Give him our best. You guys did great. Yep. Walk away. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, because you didn't give a shit about what we were doing. We in the gym. Every goddamn y'all motherfuckers ain't giving a shit about what we doing. Y'all, you know, it's cool. Yeah. You know, they're like, hey, man, look, it's cool. Look at that, man. That dude's a fighter back there. It's cool. Yeah. Y'all don't give a fuck. Right. Y'all ain't tuning in to these fights. Y'all don't watch these fights every weekend like we do. Right. And then weird ass fights on Wednesday nights and Friday nights and whatever fucking we got friends that are fighting. Emotional I was like, y'all not shit. y'all not watching any shit. Y'all yeah. definitely ain't going and jumping in any in the gyms with any of these motherfuckers right. and doing these workouts and the training and the drilling and all that stuff. I was like, so you don't need to know yeah. like what he's doing with his money. Right. You know? But that's the world we live in right now mm-hmm. where people feel like just because we have the ability you know, with these devices and stuff to to give people complete access to a life. Now mm-hmm. people think they're entitled right. to know, like, what's going on in your right. life, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I had a conversation with a client about that yesterday, you know? Um, 
Just because you see somebody doing something, that does not mean you know what's going on. Right. You know, unless especially with social media. Exactly. Unless you unless you are hand in hand with them people all the time, mm-hmm. and we know y'all not because we don't never see y'all. Right. We, see, we see each other. Right. You know what I mean? We know where we 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 at. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't know where y'all at because we never cared. Right. <laughs> yeah. Man, like like period. So yeah. so what do you got? What what's next for uh, Travis Brown? So, uh, like, really, man, um, with the fitness stuff, it's it's how do I transition, like, what I'm doing right now into also a holistic approach mm-hmm. for not only my clients when they get older, but just to make sure I have something set up as, like, a end game for the entire path of what I created. Like, I thought about, like, making my own certification to be able to sell the people and stuff like that. Okay. Don't really want anything to do with it because people don't give a shit what they're doing yeah. most of the times with their workouts. So, um, you know, f- for me, it's 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 uh, about building Valkyrie Fitness a lot bigger mm-hmm. and getting more of my youth athletes into the mix, more of my fighters, more of my uh, professional athletes into the mix so that they can start to develop the stuff that they need mm-hmm. for the rest of their life, post fight careers, yeah, post athletic careers. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, um, I got to make a horror movie within the yeah. next, like, yeah, hey, my, next he, couple years. He, he's you know? actually about to be. So, my uh, buddy does screenwriting. He's about to make a short film for like horror. Okay. And he's about to be in it. So, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I've people have been asking me for years, like, you know, like, why haven't you made a horror movie? Right. What's, you know, you watch all these horror movies. You're a horror movie critic. You yeah. own, you know, horror movies uncut. My website uh, just hit. Uh, well, actually, in January, it's going to be 11 years old. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, like, yeah, which I'm super guys. proud about, man, because sure. it's do we like like that's some straight out of the trunk shit. Yeah, like we got started with that, um, and a lot of grind, a lot of hustle, mm-hmm. especially with all my writers that I used to have back in the day and all the work that they put in. Yeah, but. Uh, you know, I got all these talented friends that are making movies and, and, and they're, they're, they're doing their dreams and stuff like that. And I'm like, I gotta eventually put, put my stigma out there. And, and I got the ideas. What can you give us like what a little bit of the idea? Cause we know we got the shout out uh, Jordan Peele for doing the, black actors and uh, horror. Man, fuck Jordan Peele, man. Man, Fuck Jordan Peele. Why? You got some beef with like, Jordan Peele? Man, that, tell that dude to stay off my Facebook page, man. <laughs> uh, look, I'm happy when I see any brother making That's money. That's what I'm saying. I'm happy yeah. when I'm seeing any brother making money regardless of what they're doing. Uh-huh. So I'm not saying fuck Jordan Peele on making his money, taking care of his family. But yeah. in regards to like horror redefining movies. horror movies, I'm fuck you, dog. Right. You stealing shit. Yeah. You stealing shit. You uh-huh. stole the Changeling and turned that shit into us. You know, um, you 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 took about four different episodes of the Twilight Zone yeah. mixed in with Sydney Portier's Guess Who's Fucking Coming to Dinner, and and made that shit called Get Out. I mean, Key and Peele came from fucking Dave Chappelle, so you know that's. I mean, hey, <laughs> Dave Chappelle said it best. It took two niggas to replace one. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh-huh. and like, and and I'm not mad at them. I like, right. you know, I knew those dudes. Like, especially Jordan had that weirdness in him because mm-hmm. if you watch those episodes of. Key and Pill, you see that they did a lot of sci-fi kind of horror That's related true. stuff on their episodes. Yeah, um, but like I said the same thing about Rob Zombie, man. Fuck Rob Zombie. <laughs> like, true story. Like, look, it 
I love White Zombie, uh, yeah. the metal band. Mm-hmm. I hated his solo career, yeah. but I love White Zombie. Mm-hmm. Like some of my favorite music is when um, he was with his family making the music. But when when you and this is uh, this is another reason why I'm a bitch mm-hmm. because I just need to make a horror movie mm-hmm. so that I can't talk shit about these punk ass yeah. motherfuckers no more. Because I, I might make some copied ass shit my damn self, yeah. <laughs> but now nah, I ain't gonna make no copied ass shit. My shit's fucking, it's different. You got, you got um, somewhat of an idea or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but hold on, let me let me get on Rob Zombie Punk yeah. ass real quick uh, and Jordan uh, Peele. Let me finish <laughs> up this thought yeah. so people are just aren't like, man, Travis, if you talk all shit yeah, about it. Yeah. Like, it's when you have, okay, when you have the ability to have seen so many horror films like Rob Zombie has, like, Jordan Peele has and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. You should be able to have the ability to bring something new to the culture. Mm -hmm. Now, everybody likes to say, oh, man, you can't bring none. Tell that to Guillermo del Toro. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Tell that to there's a shitload of directors and filmmakers and screenwriters and producers who are coming up with new things all the time. Talk, right. Tell that to my homegirl Jill Six. Big shout out to my homegirl Jill Six with the movie The Stylist. Okay. You know, who the fuck made a movie about a hairdresser killing fucking people? Right. Nobody. <laughs> she did. You know what I'm saying? So there's still stuff out there mm-hmm. that you can fucking find. Yeah. Now, look, I know you're going to always kind of get a little bit of something yeah. because it's based off of your influences, right. what you grew up watching, what was good your to import, world, important yeah. to you. I get that. But when you're just flat out stealing shit, fuck you, dog. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? And when House of a Thousand, look, House of a Thousand Corpses came out, fuck you, dog. Like, you just, all you did was rip off Texas Chainsaw Master, yeah. man. Fuck you, dog. Like, yeah. period. Um, when um, Lords of Salem came out, I actually liked Lords of Salem a lot mm-hmm. because it was like this original thought by Rob Zombie. It's right. about witches and using music, and she's a DJ, and they're making this music kind of possess the entire town and shit like that. I'm like, that's just fucking gangster. I can, mm-hmm. I can fuck with that. Right. You know, it's different. Um, but then you 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 do the Halloween franchise. Fuck you, dude. Yeah. Like Mrs. Myers is a fucking saint. She ain't a fucking stripper. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? What the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. You know, like you're trying to make Michael Myers this like human yeah. because he's like, oh well, you know, his daddy hit him and drunk, and his mom was a stripper, yeah. and he's outside stabbing kittens. So that's what makes him turn into this yeah. six foot five dude with a mask, right, killing be- people and not talking. No, yeah. motherfucker. No. So you had this uh, post during, it was close to Halloween. Yeah. It was like all those like Halloween like characters, they threw in some extra motherfuckers like Predator and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So who wins out of all that? Oh, uh, in the, oh, in the big, in the yep. big animated mm-hmm. post? Mm-hmm. Um, shit, man. Uh, Cause I, I know who I got. I mean, real talk, like it would it would end up being alien versus predator you think so yeah because not jason not jason, mm-mm, because, not jason? because the problem is okay so like all the little people are fucked right off right. the bat pennywise so, is fucked pennywise is fucked uh jigsaw's fucked uh-huh. anybody that's a human is fucked yeah. chucky's fucked yeah. uh you know, um, I'm trying to think of the, uh, uh, the the little bitch coming out the well, uh, Samora, uh, all of them, Sadako, yeah. the Japanese versions of them, the uh-huh. ring, the, the the you know all the, they all fucked. Yeah. She gonna come out of the well, fucking alien gonna eat her ass <laughs> and move on with her fucking day. You know, um, the big dudes are gonna put in work. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah, Leatherface, Jason, you know, Freddy's a wild card because. He can only he, fear. he can only hurt yeah. people if they're asleep. Yeah. So that's the thing. He needs to have people fall asleep before he can fuck right. them up. So he's gonna he's gonna have to survive. And yeah. 
You know, when you got guys like Michael Myers in them who like are completely blank of mm-hmm. thought and conscious, you can't right. do nothing with that. Exactly. So you're just you're just gonna get fucked up. Mm-hmm. And that's what's gonna be Michael's advantage. Michael's my dude. That's gonna give him an advantage because he's gonna be just completely non-existent on anything, but I'm just gonna kill everybody mm-hmm. and move on from there. Okay. Now I love Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Thomas Hewitt. He's my favorite horror movie character. Okay. But he's a human, so he's fine. Right. Like no. he's gonna he's gonna take some people out with him, right? You know, because he's gonna swing his big chainsaw and he's a big kid. Oh, but yeah. he's gonna get taken out because he's a human. Mm-hmm. You know, just like Jigsaw Cancer ass is gonna get taken out. <laughs> you know, he's right. gonna step up. You want to play a game, and, right. and the predator is gonna shoot one of them little fucking <laughs> things out of his wrist and fucking kill him. Uh-huh. And that's what it boils down to, man. The predator can disappear. Uh-huh. He can disappear. He can stand next to a tree and turn into what the tree looks like and hide from everybody. Right. So he can completely disappear and then just show up and just fucking fuck people up, yeah. cut people up. Motherfucker's six foot, like seven foot tall. So he's taller than Jason and Freddie I mean, and, and, and Michael and yeah. everybody like that. that and true. he's strong as shit. And he's, as a, he's, he's trained to hunt yeah. Yeah. and kill. So he's gonna set traps. Mm-hmm. He's like, and that's what I'm saying. Yeah, all them little motherfuckers, like the little white kids, children that are damned. <laughs> yeah. And like, and all the motherfuckers, like, they, they, all of them getting their heads cut off. Yeah. It's gonna be like that scene in Ghost Ship with the fucking wire line goes through and cuts <laughs> the whole like, entire right. boat, just kills everybody. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's gonna end up being the, the only, but see, once again, the only other wild card would be. Candyman's fucked because he ain't even gonna be able to come in unless somebody says his fucking <laughs> right. name five yeah. times. Right. So he's Same just sitting, Freddy, though, so he's just sitting on it. Right. Him and Freddie, they gonna yeah. end up fighting each other. <laughs> right. Because they can't even fucking feel like they will fuck. Well, you wanna fucking fight? Like the, right. you know when you be sparring with like, <laughs> right. you wanna spar? Yeah, like ain't nobody yeah, else yeah, fucking spar with. Right. So yeah. they like they gonna end up fucking fighting with each other because they because they gotta get called in, you know, um, to fucking fight. Um, so they're not gonna be part of the melee. And Alien, she has like she's untouchable Mm -hmm. she moves too fast yeah and she can do a one strike kill and then move on from there right you know she open up her mouth the little fucking mouth come out snatch (laughs) your fucking shit and then she fucking burns out on your ass you know next thing you know and her ass can blend in with the fucking scenery and surrounding too so it's coming down to Paul, bro yeah i mean it's 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 fucked up like uh because, I mean, if you take the aliens yeah. out of the equation, the conversation can get a little bit more better. But uh-huh. the aliens kind of fuck up the yeah. equation because they're just their technology's too good Facts. and they're too fucking powerful. So they would they would fucking fuck everybody up. Right, you know, right. the only other the only other wild card would be Pinhead, Pinhead? you know, uh, because he's a, because he's a demon. I mean, he's a he's a he's a lord of one of the realms of hell. Uh-huh. So he really can't die. Yeah. Like, you know what but I'm saying? With, that's the same but the problem is, is he's still kind of in that boat with fucking Candyman and fucking uh, Freddy. Because if you ain't playing, if ain't nobody playing with the fucking box, your ass is just trapped in the box, man. <laughs> exactly. So you you trying to fight, you fucking FaceTiming fucking the genie, dog. Because both of y'all motherfuckers are stuck in shit. <laughs> you can't fucking get out. Crazy. Yeah, y'all, y'all been on quarantine yeah. way before the pandemic yeah. happened, you know? Right. So that's the only thing with that is them, they just wouldn't even get a chance. Okay, so it would okay. end up being Alien vs. Predator, man. Okay. That's real talk. And anybody okay. can anybody want to fight me on this, y'all know where my Instagram is. Yeah. Y'all know where my Facebook is. Yeah. Go ahead and post y'all little comments acting like y'all actually watch any of this <laughs> stuff and know anything about all this stuff. Yeah. We can get into the superhero conversations, he which really y'all want to do. That. He you really know? does that. Y'all can do it anytime y'all want to. And just don't be mad when I shut everything you say in a paragraph down in one sentence. It just happens, you know? All right. You got any advice? Uh, I want to ask if you had any advice for, like, young black men in America. Save your motherfucking money. 
Stop yeah. taking these women to the clubs. Stop taking them on trips. Mm-hmm. Save your money. And if you're with a real woman, I don't care what color she is, black, white, Hispanic, Asian, she's not going to be out there trying to spend all your money because she's going to want to have a future with you too. Um, it's we got to get uh, we got to get out of this uh, culture of um, outdoing each other through social media with like fake wealth. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you got young brothers out here flashing their plugs money and then getting killed over it. You got mm-hmm. young brothers out here flashing their bonus money. And, and 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 getting you know talked to about it, mm-hmm. and we don't like we as black men don't need to do that, man. We are like as Paul Mooney said on the David Chappelle show, we are the most copied individual in history. Like people want to look like us, people want to dress like us, people want to act like us, they want to move like us, they want to have that 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 soul, that fluidity, that swagger, whatever the hell you want to call it, man. We yeah. we got it, you know what I'm saying. And and it gets copied and it gets and it tries to get duplicated mm-hmm. and we ain't never asked for it, you know, um, like back when all the stuff was going on with George Floyd and stuff like that. And I have a lot, a lot of friends that are from multi different backgrounds and cultures and ethnicities mm-hmm. and the ones that would reach out to me and they'd be like, well, what can I do? And I'm like, bro, if you, there's nothing you can do but constantly remind yourself to stay educated and staying educated is not just checking out what's going on in the news and looking at somebody's biased opinion. Right. It's, it's looking at everybody's opinion mm-hmm. and then being able to decipher and make your own opinion based off of that. You know, but we got we live in this apologist society where people, you know, like I heard a young lady, unfortunately, uh, talk about race. And she said, I'm too young to care about that stuff right now. She's mm-hmm. a fucking freshman or senior in high school. Yeah. You know, so if you still got young people out there with, that mentality. with that mentality, then that's letting you know shit ain't about to change anytime soon. Right. So what I'm telling to my young black brothers and stuff is you need to be able to start creating the lifestyles that are important for what you see, not just based off of what you want to do, because you can still be led astray by all the stuff you want to do. Like mm-hmm. I want to go like, because you know, I was talking to one of my one of my clients this morning about the same thing. And uh, he going to kill me because I'm about to call his ass out on this, yeah. but I'm not going to say his name, though. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, his lady took him to a restaurant and she ended up covering the bill, yeah, yeah. but it was a super expensive restaurant. But the food is trash. Yeah. And it's like, why the fuck are we here? Yeah. You know, just to check in and say we went here. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, nah, man, you, you ended up eating trash food for a very, very high price. Yeah. I don't care where you going. You know, I'm, I'm going in the back. And fighting the fucking chef and shit. <laughs> like, motherfucker, we put all this fucking money right. and you come out with this bullshit? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was at a restaurant in Memphis one time. I told this chick, you need to tell chef, come out here, dog. Yeah. I'm like, where is the rest of the meat, man? Like, kill two more things What'd and put it on here. What'd you get? Uh, it was, man, it was supposed to be this combination of stuff. And yeah. it was, man, I thought they were bringing out like a little kid's plate. Yeah. I was like, man, y'all tripping. He said, like, where's yeah. the rest of the food? Exactly. Uh, I told him, I was like, just give me a knife and show me where the cow is. And mm-hmm. I'll just go in there and attack yeah, it. Right. I'll get it. Well, but you got to say you got to save your money, man, um, and stay educated. You got to read, man. There's amazing. These amazing authors out there that you can read. You should be reading about Marcus Garvey. You should be reading about guys like Malcolm X. You should be reading about James Baldwin. You should be knowing about Frederick Douglass. You should be knowing about the history of who we are as black men. So that we don't make any more mistakes going down the line from there. 
you know, but you, but at the end of the day, man, this, this world is ran by money. So you got to follow the money, but you also got to make it and you got to save it. And that's, yeah. that's the thing. And I mean, you know, I have to tell myself that shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? When it's a Saturday night, like, I'm like, fuck, man. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm so happy that I'm in love with a sport like the UFC or college football or basketball because I can sit my ass at home yeah. on a Saturday night, watch me some fights kick it with my boys or something like this and call it a day. I don't need to be out there. Yeah. Chase, even though you got a lot of people out there thinking your boy be out, people be thinking yeah. my ass is out. I post one fucking video, people be thinking I'm out for like right. 12 fucking weeks in a row. Yeah. They're like, dang, Travis, you always going out. <laughs> like, motherfucker, I be sitting at home in my underwear like 90% of the time right. playing fucking Far Cry and shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, yeah. like, people don't know me. Right. You know? And that's why like they I... didn't know what you showed them. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Um, and that's why, you know, I do do my own podcast. I do do... Shout you out know, Travis Brown first. Travis yeah. Brown first. Well, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You know, and I and I need to do some of those because I'm fucking slacking on them. But there's so much stuff going on. Right. Um, but yeah, man, and, and and the hustle, like that hustle cannot go away, man. The humility yeah. and the hustle cannot go away because once you quit, and you quit thinking about money, you quit thinking about your drive and your hustle, and you just start conforming, man. That's when you start slipping and making mistakes. Yeah. You know, and I'm not saying you need to be on edge. You know what I mean? Have an edge, but you don't need to be on edge, mm -hmm. you know? But what you need to do is be able to say, when this is all said and done, did I leave something for the people that were following me? Yeah. Now, if you decide never to have any kids or something like that, that's totally fine. We don't need no more fucking kids. We people people got dogs anyway. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? People got, and don't ever get me started with people with the dogs. Like I love, <laughs> I love dogs to yeah. death, but people getting ridiculous with these dogs. It's a weird like, concept if you think about it. Right. Um, but you gotta, like young black men, they gotta take care of themselves. Hygiene, everything, man. Um, stop smoking blunts. Like just use papers mm -hmm. and glass pieces. And water bong, stop smoking blunts, get off of the tobacco paper, man, because it's making y'all teeth look like shit, nails look like shit, mm -hmm. and that tobacco paper is terrible for them. So I want them to, you know, I need my little young brothers to smoke all day, do whatever you need to do, bruh, smoke, do what you got to do. Just get off them blunts, man. Yeah. Like, just get off them fucking blunts. Yeah. And I know I, I know, I just made a shitload of young white people <laughs> man, mad in the motherfucker. They're like, they're like, I just learned how to roll a blunt. Right. <laughs> he, he's telling them to stop smoking You get the cones. You go get the cones. Get the cones. Get exactly, the cones. man. It's easy. Do what you need to do and move on, man. But, like, I'm, I'm getting sick and tired of seeing the blunt culture, man. Yeah. It's got to go. Because yeah. I need my young brothers to take care of them lungs, man. Hell yeah. yeah. You know, All they right. just be running into it too much. So. All right. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Bro, I appreciate you guys having oh, me, yeah. man. I like, we had a really time. good podcast. Yep. You know, um, I just speak speak what I am. Yep. Uh, shout out to your, your social media. Oh, yeah. So uh, if you want to find me on social media, at NyQuil, that's spelled with an extra L. That's how you find me on I Instagram. Got that one. Oh, yeah. That's always a good story. <laughs> um, you can listen to me on Spotify, Travis Brown vs. The World Podcast. Mm -hmm. Also, the Submissions and Slashers mm -hmm. Podcast. You can find us on Instagram, Valkyrie Fitness Training, mm -hmm. Facebook, Valkyrie Fitness Training for all the fitness stuff. And then, of course, you can find the Family Horror Movies Uncut, H-M-U-N-U-C-T. And that's on Instagram, TikTok, the website, the mm -hmm. Facebook, and everything, man. All right. Thanks for coming on. That's man. it, baby. Appreciate you. Appreciate yes. Appreciate yeah, you. Get the work. Appreciate Come you, on. fellas. Yeah, yes. yes, sir.